Hi and welcome to the Airline Economics in the Graph podcast. I'm your host, Tony Webber, the cool economist. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to my Airline Economics in a Graph podcast. This is episode one, where we will look at the impact of COVID-19 on the aggregate of profits of the airlines that operate across the Americas. Now, it's timely that we're doing this because most of these airlines, in fact, the top 18 airlines across the Americas, have just recently published their December quarter 2021 results. So that enables us to look at the impact of COVID-19 across two calendar years, 2020 and 2021. As a part of this podcast, you are presented with three graphs. So let's focus in on the first of those graphs. And this first graph is a time series of the EBIT of the aggregate of airlines across the Americas. And what we can see from this graph is that pre-COVID, these airlines or the aggregate of these airlines were earning an EBIT around the US $6 billion mark. But by September 2020, these airlines were making a loss in terms of EBIT of minus $16.4 US billion, which is just enormous. But since then, we've seen a really strong recovery. The EBIT recovered to be US dollar 4.6 4.6 billion by the September quarter 2021. But in the December quarter 2021, we've seen a decline in EBIT again, with the December quarter 2021 EBIT falling to minus US $1.5 billion. So, to put these numbers into perspective, and I don't want to bombard you with a whole heap of numbers because you will fall asleep. But to put the numbers into perspective, what we know during the global financial crisis or the GFC is that on a quarterly EBIT basis, these same airlines made a loss of $6.1 billion. And that's at the peak of the impact of the GFC. So if we compare the peak of the impact of COVID to the peak of the impact of the GFC, we find that COVID is twice as powerful as GFC in terms of the negative impact on airline earnings. Now the main reasons, the main specific reasons for the drop in earnings is that the level of activity or the level of output of the airlines has dropped markedly. And the way we measure output in airlines is to examine their capacity. And what we know from the reporting of the airlines is that the level of capacity of the aggregate of airlines across the Americas fell to around 20% of pre-COVID levels by the September quarter 2020. That capacity has since recovered to around 83% of pre-COVID levels by December 2021. The other really important indicator of the level of airline activity and I call this a load indicator and an asset utilisation indicator, is called the passenger seat factor, which is the percentage of seats on the plane that are occupied. 
That fell to a low of around 40% in the September quarter 2020, has since recovered to around the 80% mark by December 2021. So we've seen very strong recovery in both the seat factor and capacity. But despite that recovery, we're still seeing a significant decline in earnings in the December quarter 2021. And it's not surprising that we've seen a massive shock, adverse shock to airline earnings. Because if you were to force any industry across any sector, if you were asking them to reduce their level of activity or reduce their level of output to next to nothing, all of those industries, all of those sectors are going to record a loss. And that's because they all have fixed costs. In the case of the airlines of the Americas and most airlines across the world, there are two pivotal components to airline fixed costs. And they are what I call the capital costs and their finance charges. In the case of airlines, the two important components of capital costs are depreciation costs and the costs of operating leases. Those two costs form the capital costs of the airline. In the case of the Americas, we know that those capital costs in in the September quarter 2020 were about $4.2 billion. That compares to pre-COVID levels of around 4.5 billion US dollars per quarter. So even though activity in the for the airlines of the Americas fell to around 20% of pre-COVID levels, their capital costs only fell by around 300 million dollars, which is which is a relatively trivial reduction in costs. We also know that the finance charges costs of the airlines across the Americas rose by about 600 million US dollars over this period in response to a 65% increase in debt levels. And so the net fixed cost position of the airlines across the Americas actually rose in response to their activity levels falling to almost zero. So that by definition will put them in a precarious earnings position. So let's have a brief look now at the geographic components of the Americas and we're going to split those split the geography into North America and Latin America and what we know is that the North American airlines which includes Air Canada and the major US carriers the North American airlines contributed to a significant proportion of the earnings of the Americas in total so much so that the North American earnings trajectory coming out of COVID was very, very similar to the earnings trajectory for the aggregate of airlines across the Americas. The Latin American trajectory of earnings coming out of COVID was a little different though. The earnings bottomed in the same quarter as the North American carriers, but we've seen what I would call a concave recovery in earnings from that point. So instead of earnings recovering up to the September quarter 21 and then falling in the December quarter 21, the earnings of the Latin American carriers recovered at a decreasing rate 
and haven't turned down as such. So it's slightly different recovery paths. So what's causing this recovery trajectory? Why did we see a dip in earnings in the December quarter 2021 after such a spectacular recovery by the September quarter 21? I suspect it's due to the fact that the Delta variant of the virus started taking hold in the December quarter 21. In addition to the fact that the Omicron variant of the virus started to take hold in South Africa towards the end of November 2021, and there was a fear that that would leak into North America and impact travel as a result. With that fear that Omicron would migrate into North America, that's likely to have caused another drop in the level of loads of these airlines and the demand to air travel, which subsequently impacted earnings. That's on top of the fact that the December quarter for the airlines of the Americas is typically the second weakest earning quarter over over the year, with the strongest quarters being in September and June. So let's have a little bit more of a deep dive into the North American result. And we're going to do that because North America and the US in particular has the biggest carriers in the world. So what we know is that in the case of American Airlines, the cumulative losses that American Airlines experienced during COVID was in the order of $12 billion. United experienced cumulative losses of $8 billion and Delta $14 billion. By cumulative losses, I mean that if you look at the negative outcomes for EBIT across the COVID-affected period and add them together, that represents the cumulative losses. So if you add all those losses together, that combined for just those three carriers was more than twice the losses experienced during the GFC. Now let's turn our attention to the recovery profile. I expect it to continue. I think that the December quarter 2021 dip will be a relatively short-term dip. And I expect that the earnings of the airlines of the Americas in aggregate will respond really well over calendar 2022. And the reason that I arrive at this conclusion is because we know historically we have rebounded well. Air travel in the Americas has rebounded well into, in response to adverse external shocks. It responded or recovered exceptionally well in response to September 11. It responded exceptionally well in response to the global financial crisis. And it responded well to both the SARS virus and the swine flu. Even though SARS and the swine flu probably had a deeper impact on other parts of the world, particularly in Asia. Nonetheless, it still responded very well to those two outbreaks. And in fact, it's responded exceptionally well to this current outbreak of COVID. It, the, the trajectory of earnings of the airlines of the Americas, has the trajectory of improvement has been very, very strong, and I expect that to continue. But there are some things happening in the world at the moment which will stifle this recovery. There's no doubt about that. 
The Russian invasion of the of Ukraine, which started towards the end of February 2022 and has continued to this day, which is around about the end of March and continues, this will have two impacts on the earnings and the demand for air travel across the Americas. The first is a direct impact and the second is an indirect impact. The direct impact is the impact that we're seeing on airlines' costs of the spike in fuel prices. So let me tell you a little bit about what's happened to fuel prices during COVID. The price of jet fuel, as proxied by the Gulf Coast jet fuel price, fell to as low as 40 US cents a gallon during the height of COVID-19. And that was around the March to April 2021 point in time. Since then, however, the price of jet fuel has grown to US dollar $4.10 per barrel, and it reached that height by around March 8. So between the end of February and the first couple of weeks in March, there's been a war-driven spike in the price of jet fuel, which has created significant cost problems for airlines all around the world, including the Americas, as they recover from COVID-19. The price has fallen, though, since March 8. Prices currently in and around the U.S. $3.50 per gallon, which is a big reduction, but $3.50 still represents, by historical standards, it still represents a significantly high level for the jet fuel price. And what we know is that when jet fuel prices are higher, airlines don't like to expand capacity. So that just adds another layer of risk in terms of the decision to expand capacity and grow capacity as we come out of COVID-19. Now I'll say another level of risk because there's already a significant demand risk. The airlines will not know with any certainty at all the rate at which demand will recover from COVID because people are still worried about flying. They're not confident about flying. They're worried about getting sick on the aircraft. They're worried about getting sick at the airport. They're worried worried about getting sick at their, their destination and not being able to get home. So all of those concerns are reducing the confidence to travel by air and that represents a risk to demand and now airlines are facing this significant risk to to fuel costs as a result of higher fuel prices. But I don't think these risks are insurmountable. I think demand will recover exceptionally strongly and we're hoping that the current trajectory of jet fuel prices, which is downward, will continue. Thanks for joining me for this podcast. I hope to catch you next time. See you later. Bye.